0: I'm so glad that you're here today and uh, I hope that you come to uh, hear something from the Lord. I, uh, I picked up some very interesting reading this past week called The Constitution of the United States of America. I think some of it just slid through government, didn't really get a lot of stuff when we got there. Jesus said, in verse 31 of John 8, the Bible says very plainly, and Jesus said unto these, those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. <clears throat> and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free." They answered him, we be Abraham's seed. See the pride in that? We are not like every chip off the block. We are special. We are Abraham's seed. And we're never in bondage to any man. At the time that these Jews said that, they were under Rome's bondage. I don't know any people in all the world that has been in bondage to more different nations than the Jew, From Egypt to the Philistines, the Midianites, to the Third Reich, that bunch has been in bondage more than any society I know. And yet, in their pride and arrogance, standing before the King of kings and Lord of lords, they blatantly say, we are special. We are Abraham's seed, and we've never been in bondage. And at the time they said that, they were enslaved to the Roman Empire. thought you might like to know that. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Not only were they in bondage to Rome, but they were in bondage, according to our Lord, to sin. God did not birth us to be slaves. We were born to be free. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed, born to be free. I read this the other day, these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Born to be free. Read something the other day. You might have heard this in your life. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. Provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. We ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Freedom is a gift of God not a grant from the government. We are in a heated presidential campaign. I refuse to watch any more of it. But we are living today and enjoying the blessings of the greatest country in the world. We are experiencing freedoms that most folk cannot even imagine. The freedom that we experience in America today is around and based upon what we call as the Constitution of the United States. I don't know if you've read any of it, I don't know if you even believe any of it, but I believe it, every word of it. It is a document like no other document except the Word of God. It was written by some of the most brilliant men that America has ever known. It was such an amazing document that within the document itself is the provision that if in the time in history it needed to be changed, it put in itself the right to be amended. And in 225 plus years, she has only been amended 27 times. That's a pretty good lick, I'd say. We do not live in a democracy where Our government is a republic-type government and we elect representatives who's supposed to represent us in a domestic kind of way, in a democracy kind of way. And in that operation, they are to adhere to the Uh, The judgments and the regulations found in the Constitution. They're supposed to represent us. Although they do not anymore, the problem comes in the book of Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 2, the Bible says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, The people mourn. Now, are the righteous ruling, or is the wicked ruling? Our problem today is that we have become so laxed and comfortable, we are not willing to fight for our freedoms. Freedom is not free. And we act as though they're going to be here all the time. Next week, I'm going to preach on what happens when the nation turns its back toward God. And you say, well, I come to hear the gospel. See me after service. I'll give you one of these. We are born to be free. God born us and birthed us and put in us, bless your heart, that desire deep down in our soul to be free. I liked uh, that movie, I forget the name of the dumb thing, good movie, wasn't it? then Isaiah chapter number 10 please while I think of the movie I don't go to movies anymore I don't have to they're in my living room used to preach against it and still I bought a television Isaiah chapter number 10 please the problem arises we're born to be free we have all the elements to be free but the problem arises And freedom, as we know it, are in danger today. Freedoms, as you and I know it, are in danger today. Freedoms can be lost if we sit back and do nothing about it. Notice in verse number 1 of chapter 10 of the book of Isaiah, we find this, Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that right grievousness, which they have prescribed, to turn aside the needy from judgment and to take away the right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. And what will you do in the day of of visitation in in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom will you flee for help? and where will you leave your glory? God says, without me they shall bow down under the prisoners, and they shall fall under the slain. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. I believe with all of my heart in America, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we're going to start living those four verses. God does not have to bless us. Did you hear me? God does not have to bless America. We're not the only superpower in history. We're not the only people that God has put his hand of blessing on. But I believe with all my heart, just the same way as we obtain the freedom we have, we keep the freedoms that we've got. Notice, if you would please, we are born to be free, for instance, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve was born with a choice, if you please. They could choose to be free or they could choose to be in bondage. They could choose to obey God or they could choose to disobey God. Is that not so? And God made them that way not only god has born us to be free but if you remember moses when he stood before pharaoh he had a message from god you know what that message was set my people free we have a mandate from god god wants to give us the gift of freedom the law in the bible talks about a law of jubilee. You know what that was? Every seven years, the year of jubilee rolled around and that was the year that freedom, that any slave that had bonded himself and enslaved himself for a debt, every seven years, everybody went free. God wants us to be free. Now, the way you're looking at me, you remind me of the Jews in the text that looked at Jesus and said, why is he talking to me about freedom? You ever heard of a diet? You know why you have diets? You're in bondage to food. Hello? Hello? The, independent, the, the Declaration of Independence didn't handle that one. The Constitution of the United States did not say you can eat and eat and eat and eat because you're a slave to your eat. Well, it's getting better all the time, ain't it? I said it's getting better all the time. You're just like that Jew bunch don't need this. You just like that bunch of Jews that looked at Jesus and said, Well, who do you think you are? We are the children of Abraham. We are not in bondage. God knows we are in America. We live under the Declaration of Independence, under the under the Constitution of the United States. We can vote. We are free. Are you? Are you really free? Jesus came. To set people free who thought they were already free, but they were in bondage to their neck. Jesus said, If the Son make you free, you shall be what? Free Free indeed. Could I ask you a question today? Are you free? You're really free. We're blessed in America with freedoms that most folk never experience. For instance, the freedom to worship. You can go any place today, worship any way you want to. You can worship bulls, cows, bullfrogs, anything you want to. In America, you have that freedom. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Somebody said, well, one more sermon like this, and I'm going to go worship the (laughs) cows. We have freedom of worship. We have the freedom of speech. You can say anything to anybody you want to. You're big enough to back up. Amen. And it didn't take me long to find out I wasn't free to say what I wanted to to everybody I wanted to so. And we enjoy freedoms of the press. We enjoy freedoms to bear arms. Some of you guys right today probably healed to the head. If somebody would start shooting in here, the Baptist is my hole. Anybody in that hole, I will kick you out because the safest place in the world if somebody pulled out a gun here would be at Vietnam. The freedom to bear arms, they're trying to take that away from us. The freedom of speech, they're trying to take that away from us in the disguise of political correctness. Profiling, tolerance, and so forth and so on. Don't say anything about the LGBT uh, gay crowd. You've got to be politically correct. They're taking away from us the freedom of speech, the First Amendment. They're try, they will try to take away the Second Amendment and on and on and on. And I'm saying to you today, we experience a lot of freedom, the freedom to vote. Now, I know some of you folks are inside not to vote because you don't like who's running then you don't have one thing to say about how everything turns out. Amen. Amen. You just might as well go to Russia and vote for uh, Big Daddy Little Kid. As far as I'm concerned, if you, well, I don't like Trump or I don't like Hillary, I can't blame you there. But I think they're the only two choices. And if you stay home I hope your bullfrog drowns the next time to jump in your buttermilk. This freedom we have is worth voting for. And if you don't like who you're praying for, or bo- uh, voting for, pray that God may change them, and then vote according to the dictates of the Word of God. This freedom we have is not free, bless your heart. And I want you to know, we have freedom to criticize and complain. And God knows some of you folk use that a lot. <laughs> and you have a right, you have a free to do that. I'm going to hire somebody, name him Marshall, and call him the complaint department. <laughs> but American Christians like we today, we enjoy, we enjoy... Uh, freedom like political freedom and we we enjoy personal freedom we've been saved we've been born again we've been set free thank God we're on our way to heaven hell is a past and hell is a figment of somebody's memory thank God we're free in America we're free to vote we're free to make choices we need to enjoy these freedoms and take it granted. Take, take them not for granted. But our freedoms are not free. They're purchased at a tremendous price. Someone has said some three million Americans have paid the ultimate price. So that you may go vote for the president. Or vote for your representative. Or vote for whoever you need to vote for. And what a price our Lord paid for our personal freedom. But God commended his love toward us. And while we were yet what? Sinners, Christ died for us. God bless our loving Savior who died that you and I might be saved. Notice the context, verse 31, the Bible talks about in the book of John, chapter number 8, it talks about the Jews. It talks about the Jews. Notice in verse uh, uh, number uh, uh Down through there, I'll I'll show it to you. In verse 33, Abraham's seed. And then it talks about a servant, a servant, a slave. Here, this bunch of Jews who was looking Jesus straight in the face. And Jesus was trying to uh, convince them of who he was. He was the light of the world. He had come from the Father. He was representing the Father and these Jews did not want anything to do with the kind of liberty and freedom that Jesus had to offer. And Jesus said, you fellows are a servant, you've enslaved yourself, your servants to sin. Is that what he said? I said, is that what he said? You see, slavery and freedom are kind of come in many forms. You think about it, if you would please. A slave is someone who's trapped by something or someone. Our forefathers were trapped the King of England read the Declaration of Independence and see the complaints that our forefathers had against the King of England and the political hierarchy of the day And that's the reason they said that when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for our people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and assume among the powers of the earth the separate, an equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them." A decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Slavery, trapped, encumbered, mastered by something or someone. The Jews were entrapped and mastered not only by Rome but by their sin. We set in America today politically free, spiritually free, but physically and emotionally encumbered and slaved just the same. You and I were not born to be a slave. We were born to be free. But many have fallen into slavery. And I don't want to make anybody mad. But I want you to know something. Jesus said he came to make you free. Amen. Listen to me. Free. And if the Son make you free, you're free indeed, completely. But slavery is a hard taskmaster. For instance, some are slaves to debt. In the text, the Jews said, We are not encumbered or enslaved or in bondage to any. You see, in the Bible era, in the Bible times, if a person owed a debt and did not have the wherewithal to pay the debt, they could sell themselves into servitude and pay the debt. They could sell themselves to the debtor or they could sell themselves to someone else who had the money. And they get the money, he could pay the debt, but yet the man was a slave to his beneficiary until he had paid the debt. These Jews said, We're not in bondage to anybody. Why? We know how to handle our money, we are financially independent. Besides that, we're Abraham's seed. And Jesus said, You're a servant to sin. Can you imagine anybody in this auditorium being so broke they couldn't afford to pay attention? Can you imagine anybody falling for the blue light special down at Walmart? Oh, that's Kmart. Can anybody, can you imagine anybody here falling for the little come ons from the automobile places? I got a deal in the mail this week. They have found somebody that wants to give me $23,000 for my Toyota truck. Somebody in America wants to buy my truck for $23,000. And I can take that 23000 and pay them 50000 for one just like it. <laughs> but thank God it'll smell new. But I found out for $0.25, cents you could buy that fragrance new car down at the car wash. That's a lot cheaper than fifty dollars Can you imagine anybody falling for something like that? Can you imagine anybody who fell for buying one of them cars with a turkey on the hood? Some of you folks old enough for remember them, them turkeys on the hood. How many old enough? Raise your hand. Go ahead, Billy, raise your hand. You're old enough for Model A's. Get your hand up, right? Huh? what did it cost to finance a Model T, Billy? <laughs> but some of us. Are slaves just the same? The Bible talks about the deceitfulness of riches. Some of us have fallen slave to debt. You know what I'm talking about. Can you imagine anybody falling for no interest for eight years on a mattress? Eight years, if I didn't make a payment eight years, I'm sorry, they didn't have the mattress back (laughs) with all of its smell, huh? Can you imagine anybody falling for that kind of deal? No interest for 72 months on a car. they just going to add the interest on the front. Slaves to debt, the deceitfulness of riches. Paul said we ought to learn to be content. Is that not so? We're not born to be in debt. We're not born to be encumbered. We're not born to be slaves to debt. Some are a slave today to debt. Some are slaves in servitude to the flesh. Have you ever heard of such things as? Social behavior such as drugs and alcohol, tobacco, gambling, pornography. Well, I I could see on your face when I was talking about those Jews, you said, well, I'm one of them Jews. I'm not in bondage. Why is the preacher talking about being free? Same reason Jesus said, I came to make you free. He must have known some of us were in bondage if he said, I came to make you free. And if I make you free, I sh- you shall be free indeed. Can you say amen? amen. Huh? Yeah, the flesh. Once the flesh gets addicted to this stuff, you're out of control. You, you're in bondage. You're a slave to something else, somebody else. And somebody said, preacher. You don't know what you're talking about. Just talk to somebody who now their body is, is, is used to drugs and, and needs the drugs and needs the stimulation. Just ask somebody just how easy it is to say no. Slavery to drugs, alcohol. Pornography. Preacher, I, I didn't come to hear this. Well, I'm glad you're here now. Somebody sitting beside you needs it. You don't. That's good. But some of us are slaves. We're enslaved. We think because we Baptist folk, we, we're free. Jesus is our Savior. Give me another drink. Jesus, our Savior. Give me another line. You were born to be free. Jesus came to set us free. Amen. Somebody said, Preacher, who helped you quit smoking? Same God helped me start. Said, What helped you to quit fighting? The last whooping I took. The last time I thought he was right-handed, that was enough for me. Three or four days, I discovered he was left-handed. And I was sucking through a straw because he had broke my jaw and I couldn't open my mouth and eat. That'll break a lot of folk from sucking eggs. Can you say amen? I ain't going to my wife's chicken house no more neither after last night. She went out there I got the bravest wife in the world. I'm glad I married her. I'm free. <laughs> she stayed out there a long time. and it's dark. And I thought a booger got her. So I put on my, my tactical gear. <laughs> put my K-bar knife in my teeth. And went to the door. And there was a 25-foot-long snake laying in my driveway. I said, remind me not to make you mad at me, would you, wife? You were not born to be in bondage to chemicals. You were not born to be in bondage to death. You were born to be free. And if the Son make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen. You say, does it work? Sure it works. Some folks are slaves to the past. Oh, what a terrible thing. Somebody said something to you when you were little and it just broke your heart. And you've just got a scar on your heart now. You just ain't never going to get over. And you're just going to pout the rest of your life because... Somebody said that your kitty cat's breath smelled. Build a bridge and get over it. Trust the Lord with all thine heart and lean not under thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You're not the only one that ever had bad things said about you. When I moved from Tennessee to California at the age of 16, I was five foot and a half inch tall. Kinky, curly hair, skinny, pimple face, stick my tongue out, stand sideways, I look like a zipper. (laughs) I wasn't big enough to be mean. And I wasn't mean enough to be big. And everybody picks on the runt. Some folks are enslaved, absolutely in servitude with the past. Jesus said, I come to eradicate the past. Forgive it. Wash it away. Throw it in the deepest part of the sea to hide it from you as far as the east is from the west. So just quit pouting about what a raw deal you got. And if you want to see somebody with a raw deal, come with me and I will show you some folks down at the hospital with a raw deal. Come with me and we'll go to the burn clinic and I'll show you some folks with a raw deal. Come to me with some of the funerals that I participate in and perform and I will show you somebody with a raw deal. But we were not born to mill around in our raw deals. We were born to be free. Free from the past free from debt, free from these social things, and free from worry and fear. Can I please close? You said do, if you can. Let me suggest that God wants you and I to be free. Verse 32, And you shall know the truth, And the truth shall make you, what's that word? Free. Are you free? Or is debt dictating to you what you do with what you have earned last week? Hmm? Now debt, I don't think is a sin. I think not paying debt is a sin. And I think if you owe somebody, you need to pay them, especially me. Especially me. If you owe me, pay me. I'm in debt. I'm a slave to my money. But I have some good news. And the good news of the Bible is, you were not born to be a slave. You were born to be free free. I was sitting on a platform one time with Dr. Gerald Fleming. You probably don't know him. He's a bigger idiot than I was. And uh, he built a tremendous church in Dayton, Ohio. And back when everybody else was telling everybody else how to build a big church, Dr. Fleming was building a big church. And he asked me to come and preach a revival meeting in his church. And I I went, and he probably had about a hundred buses. And I thought I'd just drive into Dayton, Ohio. It's a big, big city. And I thought I'd just drive to the first service station, and ask them if they knew where Dayton Baptist Temple was. The first service station just out of the out of the Clearview, I stopped. And I said to the young man, sir, I'm looking for Dayton Baptist Temple. Do you know where that is? He said, everybody in Dayton, Ohio knows where that is. He said, if Dr. Fleming is not trying to throw somebody in jail, he's trying to get somebody out. I want our church, that everybody in the whole county knows where that bunch of eggheads go to church. Because if we're not trying to get somebody saved, we're putting somebody in the ground that has been saved. Amen? Well, that was a good illustration. I forgot where I was going with it. One thing about getting old, you can forget something and not even bother you. Because you forgot you were thinking about it to begin with. Thank God we're born. To be free God wants you and I to be to experience physical freedom you understand that physically we should be able to do that which God wants us to do I am 77 according to the calculator because I forgot how old I was 77 I've had the privilege of preaching the gospel for 50 years 50 years. I got saved in October. I surrendered to preach in March. Started seminary in August. Started pastoring two years later in June. Graduated the next year in June. And I've been preaching the gospel ever since. What a great country we live in. Amen. What a great life God has for us today. And I thank God that God wants us to be physically free. He wants us to be physically free, physical free, financially free. That's one good thing about this church. We're not afraid to mention money. I'm embarrassed when I say it. I really don't like to mention it. You can tell that bothers me. Bothers me, bothers me, bothers me, bothers me. But for 30 years, I've been teaching you God's principle of stewardship. And many of you are much, much better off financially because you have embraced God's stewardship principles. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall God give to your bosom. I believe that, don't you? Yes, and God has been good. And God wants us to be, finan- be, be free financially. But now, this is better. God wants you to be free forever. Amen. Forever free. And if the Son makes you free, hmm? You shall be what? Free indeed. I believe that you were born to be free, free from your sin, free from your guilt, free from hell that waits you if you have not been saved, free personally, financially, and forever.